This is Business Therapy, healing businesses from the inside out through communication and emotional intelligence. I'm Diane Di Hansen, management consultant, and with me co-host Christine Salvo, therapist, certified mediator, and certified hypnotherapist. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Good morning, everybody. And this morning, we have a great guest for you. We have Bobby D'Souza, who is a highly energetic motivational speaker with a solid 20 plus years of real world industry experience and inspiring 29,000 people face to face and 200,000 people online, probably more by now. He has empowered 150 plus corporations and events and is a highly passionate about helping organizations build a strong, performance driven and adaptive mindset that creates higher productivity, more engaged teams, excited growth-driven organizations, and happier individuals. He is the author of Fallen to Rise, a shocking true novel styled true inspiring story of rising up from being a confused broken teenager who worked during manual labor to today inspiring CEOs, top leaders, professionals, and student groups across geographies. He has been published in a number of magazines. Welcome to the show, Bobby D'Souza. Welcome. All right. It is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite, uh, Diane and Christine. I look forward to having a great conversation. Absolutely. And your specialty is, is adaptive mindset in entrepreneurship. How does one go about having an adaptive mindset? Right. In order to, uh, in order for someone to be adaptive, uh, the challenges that we all have seen, you know, during the pandemic, during the COVID-19, we live in unprecedented times, right? Everything that we expected to happen in a certain way as entrepreneurs, as, uh, you know, as business owners, everything changed completely, right? People were assuming that things would happen in a certain way, but completely things changed. Mm-hmm. That really pushes us to realize as entrepreneurs that, in case we don't adapt ourselves, you know, we will cease to exist. And as entrepreneurs, one of the best way for organizations, uh, organizations to adapt is to change quickly rather than waiting and being sluggish about it. How can organization watch the trends that is already happening in the coming future and make themselves ready even before it arrives? I think that is something that could really, really help organization to bulletproof, uh, you know, their business, their revenues and, you know, sustainability of the organization to do things quicker, to observe things quicker and change quickly. So, Bobby, I'm I'm really looking at this. Uh, I love that quote that you just said, if we don't adapt ourselves, we will cease to exist. And I think that's true in every aspect of our lives. But uh, I think it's really it's really an interesting time right now, because I don't know that we're really quite out of the pandemic, right? We're not really to the other side yet. We just elected a new president. We have all sorts of new stuff going on. So I really think that we're still in that transitional time, right? We're not quite out. So how would you recommend for businesses kind of like we we know we're headed possibly in a direction of kind of opening up and kind of going back, but then there's going to be all these challenges of Maybe they don't have, maybe people work from home now. Maybe most of the business is online. Maybe, so I'm just kind of, I'm so curious what maybe your just thoughts are on where we are today and where we might be going so that businesses like people that are listening to the show can go, you know, uh, 
what could be happening next? What should I be looking out for? Hmm. Right. That's, that's a great question. Uh, my first thought is, and whenever we hear some good news, for example, you know, uh, you, the political arena has changed slowly. Businesses are coming back, uh, slowly, you know, things are turning out better. The biggest temptation we could have is quickly making conclusion that everything is going to be all right. Just (laughs) because the vaccine has come, just because things are progressing. I personally think that quickly making conclusion and deciding strategies uh, could be a blunder. What we need to realize is change is going to be slow. It's going to be progressive. And therefore, how do we ensure that as businesses, we are ready to run our businesses virtually and at the same time embrace the change of, you know, the new normal. Once we're able to progress slowly without making any conclusion, it is much easier to handle the delays and the setbacks and things that happen, you know, when there is a lot of chaos during times of transition. So do not make conclusion as business very quickly. Take steps carefully, but at the same time, do not be succumbed to fear and anxiety about, you know, what if things don't work out for me? I am so resonating with this because as a management consultant specializing in communication, one of the things that comes up frequently is the the current in environment and how it's changing so fast you know how do we change how do we adapt and there is a, a lot of fear there of well well let's wait it out i you know i hear you know we can we can wait it out um but you know what is some of the real consequence if a company decides to take that tact to wait it out mm-hmm. i think when organizations are not very quick to make conclusions, when organizations are patient and they, they find, uh, you know, some strategy that can ensure that their business consistently runs. And at the same time, they're already looking, you know, to the clear water, to, you know, uh, to the good news that things are going to get better. When they do not make quick conclusions, then the business sustains. But if organizations do not wait, if they're not patient enough and they quickly make decisions without realizing, then what will happen is a lot of investment that organizations are making could could just, you know, go down the drain. So just taking it slow, just taking it progressive is very, very important. I also think this is a time to huddle around with other entrepreneurs, to huddle around with other organizations and partner and collaborate with each other so that it really helps, you know, to support each other, but at the same time to keep moving forward, even if it is many steps. Mm-hmm. So keep him moving forward, even if it's, it's many steps to get there. How do you recommend organizations, you know, pull together the steps that are required to, to create this necessary change and, and, and be adaptive in a certain times? Mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the greatest examples that you know when I speak at my keynotes and motivational speeches, one of the organization that I really uh, you know have been thinking about is an organization like Netflix. You know, all of us you know enjoy the experience of Netflix, but a lot of people do not know companies like Netflix. You know, were selling DVD rentals. You know, uh, quite some time back, and when they had three million subscribers and they were sailing smoothly, the founder of Netflix realized that 
DVD rental business is no longer going to be the future. That is one of the things the founder of Netflix realized even before anybody else said. Now, just imagine this for a minute. You're an entrepreneur or you're a social media influencer, you know, or a management consultant. You already have a good base of revenue and like 3 million subscribers using your services. Wouldn't be very easy to say that, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed. I don't need to make any changes. Let it happen the way it happens. But the founders of Netflix were very, very courageous and were insightful to, you know, foresee the future and say that, you know, that DVD rentals are no longer going to stay. And as a result, they started creating their own original series. They started getting into online video streaming, binge watching. And today, even during the you know, COVID-19 post-pandemic, one of the companies that has really got a lot of revenue, even in the new normal, even in the work from home, has been company like Netflix. They've been earning millions of subscribers. You know, they have multiplied their businesses. One of the things that they were able to do is they were not, they did not get too comfortable with success. They knew mm. that my past success does not predict my future and my present. Things are going to change. And therefore, as organizations, if you're able to see the current market trends, if you're able to observe them and realize that not getting very comfortable with success or with failure, and saying that, you know, there's something bigger, better, higher, and I need to check, you know, how things are going to be in the future. Unfortunately, companies like Blockbuster could not realize that. And as a result of that, Blockbuster just lost it all. So adapting very quickly by watching future trends, I think is something that really, really could work for organizations. Bobby, I love what you just said right now. I was like, wow, he just took me on this journey, but it, it was something that I think is so relatable. We can all, we all know the blockbuster Netflix story. So thank you for using something that was just so relatable for me and for my audience. And so you said something, don't get too comfortable with success, but you also said, don't get too comfortable with failure. Can you elaborate? Yes. See, sometimes what happens is uh, being a, you know, being a leadership and a mindset, uh, you know, speaker, uh, I work with thousands of people, whether they are one-on-one -on -one conversations and whether they are in live keynotes. And a lot of people at the end of the session come to me and, uh, you know, the, the conversations are mainly around success, but at the same time, a lot of conversation are around past stories of failures. What also happens is as organizations, as you know, freelancers, business influencers, social media influencers, as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, what happens is if people have experienced failures, you know, even during pandemic, for an example, what, what would happen is they would somehow believe that just because my business has lost momentum, things have not worked out for me, things will not work for me in the future as well. In other words, somehow deep in their subconscious mind and, you know, in their mindset, they believe that my past story is equal to my present and my future story. And uh, I understand, you know, from the podcast conversation that you all have that you all look at the human side of business, right? And the human side of business basically needs that we do not cling too long to our past failures. The biggest toolkit 
for business entrepreneurs is to quickly move from one failure and incrementally move towards progressing and success. Failing forward is a critical thing. So my answer to your question is don't cling any longer to failures simply means consistently fail forward. If you fail, if you make mistakes, you know, don't fall backwards. Don't, you know, keep crying about it. You know, there is a time to cry. There is a time to get disappointed. There is a time to get frustrated and even, you know, gossip or bitch about it. But it is very, very important to fall forward, investigate your failure and ask yourself, what did I miss? What did I learn? What, how can this knowledge become a case study for me? And how can I progress from this? However, if you only cling to a failure and say, this is the business, my past results is how my future and present is going to be, then, you know, half of the business will just uh, shut the doors and which I don't think so businesses should have. So fail forward is my answer. I love this. Another gem. So I'm so curious, Bobby, um, just hearing kind of the title of your book and just a, just a one sentence about what it's about. Can you tell me a little bit about your own personal story from kind of where you started to how you got here, you know, kind of the elevator pitch version? Absolutely. I'm going to uh, share a little about, uh, you know, part of my story. Um, the book that I wrote is called Fallen to Rise. And uh, as the book itself says, uh, when I was around, uh, you know, 15 years old, you know, I started working at the age of 15, you know, and I used to be a manual lab laborer. I used to be a construction laborer. A lot of people would ask me that, Bob, you can communicate well, you know, you look fine. How did you end up doing construction laborer? You know, one of the reasons why I became a construction laborer is not by choice. But when I was a very little kid, you know, around two, three years old, my father abandoned our family. You know, I have two beautiful sisters uh, and uh, my mother, my father, after 11 years of marriage, just left us and just disappeared one day. He didn't die. He left us. Even today, whether my father is alive or dead, we actually have no idea. And uh, for a lot of people, this could sound embarrassing. But for me, I think it is very, very important to, you know, connect to real stories. And that's where the fall into rise started. I, I started doing construction labor. I started doing door-to-door -door sales. I uh, started going house to house. And I still remember sometimes customers used to pick me by the collar and throw me outside, literally. Uh, and it, it used to be very embarrassing and very insulting. And I still remember standing on the highway and the crossroads of my life at the age of 15, 16. Asking myself this one very question that, you know, my father abandoned me. Why is my life like this? What did I do to deserve this? And while I was wiping my tears and there was heavy rain on the crossroads of Mumbai. And I have an umbrella over my head. I have watches that I'm selling door to door, house to house. And there is rain falling from heaven and there is rain falling from my eyes with literally not even a dollar in my pocket. And that very moment I decided that my biography will not determine the autobiography that I'm writing for my life. And that's where, you know, the slow and the progressive and the feel forward journey started from being a construction manual laborer, you know, to becoming a salesman to becoming a business development executive, 
to becoming a service consultant, uh, you know, to becoming a learning and development manager, to becoming a director of my own organizations, to today working with CEOs, leader, leaders, corporate organization, and helping thousands of people, you know, you know, change mindset, transform from being a failure, uh, transform from falling to rising. And that's where my sto story started. And I personally believe that in all my imperfection, if I could fail forward, if, if I could investigate my failure and rise above it, I believe each one listening to this, there's something bigger, there's something better and something higher waiting for each one of us. Only if we stay committed to why we are doing what we are doing. That's a little bit of my story. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful story. I was captivated the whole time I could have held my breath. Um, thank you so much for sharing. And that is a vulnerable share. And I think, you know, what you're really highlighting here is we all have things that we could say to a public eye might be embarrassing, but I always like to say, who wants to hear the story of the person born with the silver spoon? <laughs> you know, as I, you know, there's never been a movie made of, of well, it just worked out <laughs> the end. So, so struggle is part of the journey, you know, making those defining moments, having those crossroads, having, I love when you said it was, it, the heaven was, raining and so was my face and, and finding your connection to the natural world as well and seeing that you know you I can I can tell I, I don't know what happened that day forward but I can feel that you can almost remember it like yesterday it's you keep it very fresh in your mind that's true absolutely and you know one of the reasons why I share the story and the, the fallen to rise is you know sometimes when we look at some of the tycoons like you know Elon Musk, or we look at, uh, you know, the creators of Amazon or Netflix, you know, sometimes a lot of people would just find their story too far fetched, or sometimes some people will even believe that is it is impossible, you know, because they're already super successful. But sometimes when you hear people who are just like you, you know, who could be people you could meet at the coffee shop and realize that, you know, that your past stories should not determine your present and your future. And as businesses, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, I think it's very, very important to not hold on any longer, you know, to the past story, but learn from them and realize that, you know, messy and difficult, you know, roads always lead to beautiful destinations. And I'm glad that my journey has been messy, has been difficult, but has been a beautiful destination. And moreover, it has been something that can also help other people. And I'm glad that businesses can actually bring value to a lot of people through the experiences. Bobby, I think that's absolutely beautiful. And, and congratulations for being the first one to bring me to tears on my own radio show. <laughs> um, you know, messy, messy roads lead to beautiful destinations. And I don't know if there are many listeners out there who haven't been on a messy road, but I think if we come down to the choice on our messy road is, are we going to continue to trudge through the muck and the mud? Or are we going to make a choice um, to find a new road or um, put on a rain slicker or you know, just, you know, keep <laughs> moving, um, knowing right. that it can't rain forever. And, um, and being willing to adapt 
within ourselves in so many ways, forms and fashions, whether that's adapting um, our business models, adapting our leadership styles, uh, you know, questioning our, our team, maybe doing some more market research and getting to know our audience better, or, um, you know, looking at what's working and what's not within the organization and trimming some fat, whatever needs to be done to, you know, keep, keep trudging that road. And I think entrepreneurs more than most, you know, know the road very well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm facing something right now where as an entrepreneur, I'm trying to buy a home and, um, that's hard because, uh, because our, our, uh, our government doesn't doesn't necessarily recognize uh, self-employed money as real money uh, <laughs> unless you, unless you give them the entire value for the, the full house. So there's you know there's these moments in the entrepreneurial journey of of self doubt as well. You know f you know forget the organizational level. How about the founder level? How about that level of that individual who's you know poured their days and their nights and their hopes and their dreams and their full livelihood and the, what they're doing only to wake up one morning and question it. Um, so what advice would you have for someone who's sitting in that space? You know, honestly, it's, a, you know, it's a pleasure connecting with both of you. And I'm glad that, you know, my story resonated, uh, you know, with both of you and hopefully with the listeners. Um, I think there is this one thing that I want to tell you from my own experiences that, you know, sometime when we're trying to possibly get a home or we're sitting at this juncture of our life wherein we say that, you know, will it even turn out well at the end of it? What I'm realizing it, you know, at the end of it, finally, it all works out well in one way or the other. And I think both of you would even connect uh, with this, that when you even look back at your own life and some of the times when you had a lot of uncertainty and you were biting your nails and you were very, very anxious and saying that, you know, I don't know how this business will survive. I don't know how this family situation can be sorted out. I don't know how will I be able to manage this. But at the end of it, you know, it will all work out. And from an element of not being, you know, not trying to be very philosophical, but at the end of it, it all works out. And I think it is very, very important for you as, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, as a business uh, consultant, I think it's very, very important for people to rise up every morning, even when you are not very sure of what tomorrow is going to hold or will the sanction happen or not, rising up in the morning, sitting down with, you know, the old fashioned journal and a diary and a pen sitting down quietly early in the morning and just empowering yourself and telling yourself at the end of it that it will all work out and once as business entrepreneurs as leaders when we are able to really empower ourselves and you know just spend some power quiet time early in the morning what it does to us is you know we get the courage we get the guts to handle you know the you know the crazy day that holds for us you know we have no idea what tomorrow holds for us we don't know how our businesses will survive because some of the biggest organizations have been wiped out you know families have been scattered during COVID-19 so you know we cannot take anything for granted the only thing that we can really build certainty on 
is our own inner relief and our own inner resilience. And that's where our teams will observe. That's where our families, you know, our, our closest team is our own family, right? Every morning when we show up, in spite of what we're going through, when we are struggling, when we do not know what the future is holding, you know, there are breakouts happening, you know, an entrepreneur could be going through a breakup and at the same time, a breakup in the business as well. Mm-hmm. That very moment, if as an entrepreneur, you're able to show up, be really courageous and keep moving forward in spite of uncertainty, that's where your family will pick it up. That's exactly what your team will pick up. That's exactly what your clients will pick up from you. And that's what will make you a champion in business. Mm, I, I love that. <laughs> and, and moving forward in spite of the unknown, you know, keeping, you know, one foot in front of the other one day at a time, moving forward, doing the next right thing, just keeping on moving and, you know, not letting your mind or the peanut gallery or lenders or your family or anyone um, stand in the way of that forward movement. That is, that is true. And, you know, in fact, uh, Sometimes people, you know, undermine the entrepreneurs or the business owners family. You know, a lot of time people are only focusing on the team, but you know, the closest team is actually the family. The little three-year-old kid is looking for a hero, you know, a hero. And they will not just watch a superhero on Netflix or television. They want to watch a superhero dad or a superhero mom in their homes. And that's where we can show up stand up and say, in spite of what I'm going through, I will ensure that today I will do the best thing that I can. And just like TD Jakes says this wonderfully, I will do the best I can in the least I have. I can do the best I can in whatever I have with me and move on to the next day. And that's how we climb our Everest of our life, don't we? Mm, I love that you brought the children. <laughs> the children are watching. The children are watching, right? But but you wow. are so right. And whether it's our it's our biological children, nieces and nephews, uh, roommates' children, uh, to, you know, friends' children, we're all we're all really watching each other. And I think we can all be inspired by each other, just like you said, Bobby. Where it's, you know, even though I'm an adult, I still need a hero. I still need to see heroic stories in here. Hear, hear these kinds of stories of um, the come up and the challenge, but the success, right? So I don't think the story gets old at any age. And I don't think that needing to see that hero, but also recognizing that we are the hero in someone else's story too. That was a beautiful Absolutely. way of saying that. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Wonderful. Well, wow, Bobby, the time on the show absolutely flew by. If our listeners want to learn more about you, is there a place online they can go to do that? Absolutely. So uh, one of the ways that people can connect with me is easily they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Bobby D'Souza Motivation Speaker and you'll find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if you want to invite me to any of my, you know, any of the virtual keynotes or in-person uh, keynotes, uh, they can definitely do that by clicking on to www.bobbydesouza.com. Uh, 
I am easily available on all social media handles, including my podcast, uh, which is on Spotify and iTunes, and it's called Bobby D'Souza Inspires. And uh, I would love to bring value to anybody. If you just want to have a conversation with me, and if you think you want to find a friend who can really help you, you know, hop on, just reach out, and I'll be glad to help you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Bobby. And again, listeners, that's www.bobbydsouza.com. Thank you for being on Business Therapy, Bobby. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Diane. And thank you, Christine. It is a pleasure and look forward to connecting again. Absolutely. Yes, that was a beautiful show today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Pleasure. Thank you so much. This has been Business Therapy, healing businesses from the inside out through communication and emotional intelligence. I'm Diane Dihanson, management consultant. And I'm Christine Salvo, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mediator and certified hypnotherapist. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. This is Business Therapy, healing businesses from the inside out.